Welcome to Sophisticated Mom, and I'm your host, Dr. Sophia, the creator of the Christian lifestyle blog, SophisticatedMom.com. I will break down faith-based advice and make it applicable and relatable to help you on your journey on this thing we call life. You'll learn everything you need to know on how to become the master of your own destiny. What is lust? We all know what lust is, but I should say what is lust in the Bible because I'm going to explain what is lust from a Bible standpoint. As someone who once suffered from lust, which I have a separate blog post on and you can click the link down below to read that, and was healed from it, I can tell you firsthand that it comes in many forms and it is something that you don't want to be a slave to. You can also check out my video down below for a more detailed explanation of lust. So number one, what is lust? The straight answer directly from the Bible. The straightforward answer of what is lust in the Bible is that lust falls into the works of the flesh, which I have a separate blog post on and you can click the link down below to read more on all of the works of the flesh. But also I want you to read the following Bible verse. The acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissension, fractions, envies, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warned you as I did before that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Galatians 5:19. The first explanation of lust is probably the most understanding in the sense that acting out of lust in a physical way, as in being sexually immoral or having orgies. In normal people terms, that's just spreading your sex around like a tray of food to any and everybody with no sense of self-control or emotions attached. If you have ever been in a situation where you have seen a man on site and you have just wanted to screw his brains out, then guess what? That's lust. You don't know him, but the only thing that you want to do is sleep with him and really you don't even know who this person is. The only attraction that you have to this person is the fact that you looked at him, was attracted to them, had sexual thoughts about them, and now you want to sleep with them. That's lust. There is literally no love attached to anything other than just the thought or the need to act out sexually. That is the desire to want to sexually act on someone solely in a physical way. But notice what comes before the act of sex. It is the thought of sex. Take the following Bible verse. You have heard that it was said you shall not commit adultery, but I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Matthew 5 27. Remember the example that I gave above. It is rare that you just jump into bed with someone normally. You first think about jumping into bed with them first and that too is lust. Most people underestimate lust thinking that as long as they do not act on someone in a physical sense then it's not lust. That's not true. Simply also thinking about it is lust. The reason being is because the physical act starts first with the thought and then the thought is acted upon. And although it sounds extreme, the Bible tells us that if you lust after someone, then you're pretty much already having sex with them. I know the Bible can be harsh when it comes to these things, so you may be thinking, okay, well, it is better to just think about someone in a sexual way and not have sex with them. In your mind, lusting after someone may be keeping you from having sex with them, but there's still a danger to it. Number two, what is lust in the Bible and why is it a sin? When you look at lust in the Bible, then remember that one thing that the Bible teaches us is what a man thinks in his heart, so is he, Proverbs 23, 7. 
Meaning that whatever you think is what you become, which is why thinking about less is so bad because once you think about it so much, then you're going to act on it. And once you continue to act on it, then your lust will become normal and you will think that nothing's wrong with it. I know that this was my issue. So what I had a thought here or there about this guy, and then it continued and then it got worse and there lies the issue. This is because it happened over time and got worse over time and I failed to see the issue in it until I rid myself of lust. That is when I looked back and I saw the issue. As Matthew 5, 29 states, If your right eye causes you to stumble, then gouge it out and throw it right away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. What this verse says is that if your eye causes you to lust, then it is best to remove it from your head and walk around and be without an eye than it is to have an eye that causes you to sin. In this case, I don't need to chop off my body parts, but what I did do is I chose to become celibate in order to gain control of the lust issue that I had and then I saw that I did have a problem once the eye, for lack of a better word, was taken away. For more on that, also watch my video down below on how to get spiritual and emotional healing through celibacy. Number three, the danger of keeping lust in your mind. This may be a little extreme here, but I want you to rock with me for a second on what I'm about to say. When you think about some serial killers or even pedophiles, more often than not, they start off with fantasies about killing people or molesting children. Then they start to plan it out in their head and how they are going to do it. And then they do it. That is because their mind holds a lot of power and allowing your thoughts to fester in your brain, including lust, gives the power for it to grow and grow and grow and grow. And sooner or later you act on it, then you act on it again and your lust grows stronger and stronger and soon you are just sleeping with everyone. You quickly become what you thought and it manifested itself into something bigger, so big that you then have a hard time controlling it and soon it is controlling you. That is when we get into things like sexual addiction, married men who say they love their wives but cannot help but to have sex with every woman that they see, porn addictions, or all of these weird sexual desires that continue to get more and more outrageous because it started off with a small lust and now the lust has an appetite that cannot be fulfilled. As a result, you are now having orgies and going to swing clubs, passing yourself around and sharing your body with everybody. As someone in the mental health field, and I actually have counseled people with some of these issues, I never underestimate how these issues started and how big they can become if lust is not controlled to the point that it can ruin a relationship. I have had married men unable to connect on a more intimate level with their wives because they were so used to having sex with so many people that they viewed them as sexual objects. Now making sex an act that they do to get off rather than an act that they do to emotionally connect with another person. And that is a problem, a problem that started from lust. Number four, how do you deal with it? Lust is something that you can cure, so to speak. I know this is because I used to suffer from lust, which I have a separate blog post on. And I'm going to tell you with some additional tips on how I personally dealt with it and how it worked for me. But if you really want to go into detail about my experience with the spirit of lust and how I healed myself, then you could definitely check out my video down below where I talk more in detail about that. So number five, try fasting. I have an entire blog on spiritual fasting that you can click the link down below to read. And for me, this is the best way to get rid of my lust. For myself, I went on a water fast for three days and it was hard, not just the fast, but the fast from the lustful thoughts. On top of the fasting, I listened to spiritual music 
and I pushed out any lustful thoughts that came into my head. Also, I have a fasting ebook that will teach you how to go through that process in more detail. You can click the link down below to buy that. But when you fast, you are telling your flesh that you have control over your body, over what it wants and over what it does. That is why spiritual fasting has been used so many times in the Bible. It is like saying, I don't care if I'm hungry or what my body is saying. I can control my body, not the other way around. And it is, is the same way for lust. When you are consumed with lust, your body will start to think that you need it and you don't. So when you gain control over your flesh and teach your body that it does not need sex to daydream about sex or to just have sex with people on site to the point that you can't control it, that is when you can control your lust. Number six, remember to move, remove the temptation. I am celibate. There are spiritual benefits to celibacy, which I have blogs on and you have already heard me talk about. But when it comes to the lust, there is a reason why you must remove the temptation, meaning that you stop having sex altogether unless you're married. Matthew 12, 43-45 states, When an impure spirit comes out of a person, it, it goes through places seeking rest and doesn't find it. Then it says, I will return to the house that I left. When it arrives, it finds the house unoccupied, swept clean, and put in order. That it goes and takes with it seven other spirits more wicked than itself. And they go in and they live there. And the final condition of that person is worse than the first. When it comes to driving out something such as lust, you must always keep it under control. It's like alcoholism. Once a person is an alcoholic, most of the time they can't drink again because even a small drink is like poison and it can cause them to turn back into alcoholism. It is the same thing with lust. Once it is removed, it will try to come back. And if, and if you are allowing yourself to still be tempted by the flesh, it will come back 10 times worse than before because like the parable the lust will try to return and it won't be by itself but with the whole slew of other issues that will make you worse than before therefore once you have your lust in order it is important to keep it under control which is what i talk about in my other video where i talk about specifically on how to remove temptation but once you get rid of the temptation then you will not give in to lust you would never take a recovering heroin addict to a place where they sell drugs because once that addiction has happened, even though the person is recovered, they are still highly susceptible to slipping, especially when put in the wrong situation. If there is somewhere you go and you see certain people that are causing you to lust, then don't go there. So don't tell yourself that you can just up and watch porn and that you can fight lust when you really won't. Watching porn after you have been cured from lust will keep the door open again. Now that you know what lust is, you know how you can control it and you know that it should not be in your life. It is like a drug that will have control over you if you don't conquer it. Trust me, I know. I'm not telling you that sex is bad because sex is how most of us got here. But lust is not just sex. It is a sexual affliction that has control over your actions and your thoughts and cannot be controlled. That is the difference. If you know someone who may need to read this post, then go ahead and share it with them. And also for all of my single ladies out there, don't forget to pick up my book specifically for single women, Fix It Jesus for Single Women Only, which you can click the link down below to buy.